Well, howdy, folks. It's Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number one. I'm up here in the little room over the garage, and from my window, I can see the hammock that my daughter strung between two trees so she could sleep outside overnight, which she did until 4 a.m. and the thunderstorm. I slept through the whole works. The news today, uh, it's pretty low-key. We're just hunkered and hustling here, as are many of you. We had a repairman out to fix the shower. So we still we still live in that slantways house that I wrote about in the book Coop. So occasionally the infrastructure is a little sketchy. And our shower had hit the point where you could you could have a shower, but it was at one specific volume and one specific temperature. That was it. The little selector there just worked at one position. But as of this week, you can now take a, a shower at any any pressure and or temperature you desire. So we're feeling pretty fancy. Garden's been good, except for the deer getting into the beans. We also had a taste of the tomatoes, the very first tomatoes, now that they're starting to turn. When I was writing the book Truck, A Love Story, which is actually a gardening book as much as a truck book, I spent a couple of days trying to find the right words to convey what it's like to pluck that first cherry tomato and, and eat it standing right there with your feet on the earth. And I, I ended up going with this line. The play of sun and shadow on a grape-like cluster of sweet millions miniature tomatoes is so mustily conveyed that your parotids clench at the thought of the skin popping under the pressure of your molars and the subsequent sweet gush of pulp. That's, uh, that's a little dramatic, but I stand by it. Um, so now it's time for what I'm going to call the roughneck rewind followed by a roughneck reflection. And if you can't tell by now, um, we're working towards a kind of a podcast model. I don't know if you'd really call it a podcast. And we are eventually going to try this as a subscription model. But I want it to be very informal and just a, a relaxed check-in from me, more like a voicemail than a podcast, really, thus the name. Um, you might be able to hear a bird singing outside my office window. You can certainly hear my office chair squeaking. Um, but what I would like to do now, every week I write a column called Roughneck Grace for the Wisconsin State Journal. And the freshest one appears on real newsprint on Sunday mornings. And then that is released online at sneezingcow.com on Mondays before noon. But today's Rewind is a piece that was first published in March of 2013. And I'm reading it from the book uh, titled From the Top which is also available as an audiobook. So for March 2013, here's a Roughneck Grace column called Victoria's Secret and the Cosmos. And to prove that this is real and that we're not editing or making things too fancy, I forgot to have my reading glasses, and so now i got to get them. And here we go. Victoria's Secret and the Cosmos. Lately I've been contemplating the cosmos, which is to say standing out behind the chicken coop after battening the hatches for the evening and staring at the stars. You can see the stars pretty good out back of the coop if you look down the ridge where there's nothing but one mercury vapor farmyard light in the distance. 
If you look off to the north, you won't see quite as many stars because someone built a big house off that way and put up their own faux vintage streetlights to line the driveway and then additionally surrounded the house with a row of halogens apparently uprooted from the runway at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. No sense building a place like that if folks can't admire it all night long, I guess. And then off to the northwest, well, it's tough to see any stars at all because the horizon is always gauzy white from the glow of the parking lot lights over at the mall. It can be odd sometimes standing in the pig pen knowing you're less than ten minutes from the fall collection at Victoria's Secret. The lights keep coming closer, and I suppose unless the Mayans were bad at math, they'll keep coming. There's no sense in me getting too snippy about it since I'm part of that parade. Our house began as a log cabin built in the 1880s, and you know for a fact the first time an Ojibwa or a trapper looked up the hill and saw a lantern in the window, they figured, well, there goes the dang neighborhood. And in truth, whenever we say that, and in truth, whenever we say that, we're generally right. In a small gesture of nocturnal regard, when our mercury vapor yard light burned out, I left it that way. But that was less about me taking a stand against light pollution than me taking a stand against climbing ladders anywhere near power lines. The other reason I don't get too snippy is because when we get snippy, we tend to snip ourselves right in our own behinds. I still get letters and emails from readers who tell me how much they enjoyed the essay I wrote back in 1996, taking to task people who live in houses built atop hills. And as I read those emails and letters now in our house atop a hill... I pause to consider the view and reflect on my own inconsistencies. I didn't build this house up here, and you can hardly call an old mismatched, slant-floored, crooked-windowed farmhouse ostentatious, but nonetheless the paradox is sufficient to tap my self-regard on the shoulder and give me that look that says, um, take her down a notch. So I stand out there behind the coop and I look at the stars, and I pick out the constellations, going through them one by one, Orion, the Big Dipper, the North Star, and that's all, because I don't know anymore unless I fire up the iPad app. But even staring up and out at the stars in ignorance is worth my while, because we can all use some cosmic recalibration now and then. And nothing calibrates your snippy, nothing tempers your self-regard, nothing tamps down your own ego, like 30 seconds spent staring into a depthless universe of countless howling gas balls. In a darker form of comfort, when I lower my gaze and re-encounter the encroaching lights of creeping humankind, I am re-reminded that we could pave and streetlight this entire blue ball and still not be so much as a blink against what's out there. And furthermore, the universe is capable of shutting us down in an instant in the manner of someone triggering a cosmic clapper. But then my heart becomes cozier as I look back over my shoulder to the glow of the mall and realize that despite all the black holes in the universe, I have managed somehow in this instance to place myself in perfect equidistance between timeless infinity and Victoria's secret. So the roughneck reflection on that, and again, we'll see what, what you say as we go along, but um, I keep the mistakes in when I read. I think, again, I want this just to be like we're shooting the breeze and I left you a voicemail, mistakes and rambling and all. You ought to hear my voicemails. They really ramble. But my reflection on that piece, part of the reason I chose to read that piece is because I was out uh, just two nights ago trying to find Comet Neowise. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
and I was unsuccessful. I was unsuccessful for the first half hour because I was looking in the wrong direction. Uh, and then um, when I finally figured out where it was, it kind of was over towards those mall lights. And they haven't gotten any dimmer, although uh, there aren't a lot of people at the mall right now. Um, and then the other thing is that um, Victoria's Secret, uh, just this May, announced plans to permanently close approximately 250 stores in the U.S. and Canada. So, some things change, uh, but the cosmos just keeps cosmosing. <laughs> well, I hope that um, you'll consider subscribing to Michael Perry's voicemail. This is something new we're going to try. We're going to do a few free episodes here, and then we'll switch over to subscription. Um, even if you don't subscribe, our intent is to throw out a few freebies now and then. Um, for all my books, audiobooks, music, and recorded humor, plus sneezing cow t-shirts, stickers, can koozies, and other merchandise designed to keep ink in the printer and gas in the van, if I ever take the van out on the road again, please do visit the Sneezing Cow web store at sneezingcow.com. And now, as always, it's time to say what we say where I'm from. Well, I suppose... Forward. Now, I was supposed to do a great ending, but I lost track of where my mouse cursor is and I can't hit stop. There it is. See you later.